Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Purpose and Chai Conversations, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Tasha. And I'm Sam. So I actually posted a reel the other day and I touched a little bit on self-confidence mm-hmm. and it was quite the conversation starter in my DMs and I thought it would be a perfect conversation for us to have on this week's episode. Okay. And I really wanted to touch base on kind of like how something like that would have been instilled in us growing up, how outside, say, media would have effect on that, and even how it shows up in our relationships. And I would love to have you start getting the ball rolling on that conversation. Um, Well, I would say that self-confidence, I feel like it develops at a very early age. Um, And it's something that is kind of shaped and molded. You you innately have your own self-confidence, but... Um, it's kind of shaped and molded by the circumstances around you, the people around you, things like that. Um, I know for me, you know, a lot of my self-confidence was shaped off of, you know, my parents and what it was that they said to me and those different things. And, um, you know, at pivotal moments in my life where things were not the happiest for me or not the brightest, you know, having them there to make sure that I had uh, self-confidence, but also a realization of what was actually happening. Uh, Those things were really, really important. So I think that self-confidence plays a huge factor in how I show up in the relationship. Oh, absolutely. um, How you show up in the relationship. Absolutely. And how we um, ultimately make decisions off of the things that we originally came together to do. Like for you, um, what would you say self-confidence uh, how like how does that benefit you on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'd like to take it back to my childhood real quick because I was not really confident. I was really scared and insecure. Like I was just always nervous mm-hmm. of like being the center of attention in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with um, not really seeing myself that much around me because I mean I'm Pakistani. I'm growing up in the suburb in Chicago. And then also, you know, I didn't go to school with a lot of brown kids. I mean, it it was mixed, but it wasn't a lot of brown kids, you know? Mm -hmm. I would say it took well into me coming into, like, my adult life for me to even have the confidence that you see in front of you today. And I know that a big part for me was having an older sibling that tried really hard to remind me of my self-worth, especially at a time where, and I've probably shared stories like this, when I had classmates or even coworkers in my 20s who were Caucasian who would somehow try to, like, you know, not really see the dreams that I had for my own life because they had been taught that there wasn't enough space for people that look like me when, you know, a lot of the space was being held up by people that look like them. Yeah, I... You know, it's it's so weird because to me, I don't think that self-confidence, like confidence and self-confidence are two different things. So when you talk about self-confidence, it's individually exclusive to what is happening in the inside of you. Self-confidence at its core can't really truly be affected by the outside. Oh, we've had this conversation before. Um, I don't like my self-confidence was something where it was just like. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I look like. You know. Um, Can I ask you? Do you and think these that, are things that I can't change? Do you think the fact that you grew up as a male is like different from my experience as a female? Because I mean, it think could be society and even these industries that they prey on 
making little be. girls differently? It, it could be. I mean, it, it also depends on what you, who you look up to. Like when I was a kid, I looked up to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I love superheroes and comic books and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you kind of the character of who you are and, and your self confidence is kind of shaped and molded in those early stages. I really like Batman, and which is funny because Batman was always like pretty much by himself. <laughs> um, he had Robin. Yeah, Robin. But uh, in the '90s cartoon series, he was generally by himself. himself. So, you know, I think that a lot of your self confidence, it's it's not based off of like the people around you and what they do in school and all that kind of stuff. Like that stuff is like how you're the filter between your self-confidence and your confidence. Yeah. And I think we've had difference of opinions on this. Like when we've had these conversations, yeah, because I really do think like, imagine being a child, right. And you're just like, these are your formative years and you're a sponge and you're just slowly coming into yourself now throw in say for example in my experience you're from a completely different culture so this country doesn't even know your culture when i'm coming up in the 90s right oh well see for me i wasn't looking at the country or the whole of society when i was a kid the only thing that mattered to me was mom dad and immediate family yeah i know that was it so i mean a lot of it for us too but also like as a child of immigrants it was like my parents worked so much that they weren't, and this is not like through any fault of their own. They were raising four kids. They both had two jobs, so they couldn't be around that much. So even though mm-hmm. I idolized both of them and wanted to be like them, I wasn't around them that much. You know what I mean? Like, sadly, because one job had to be to pay the bills and the other job had to be to get some health care benefits to take care of these four kids. Yeah, so then I guess it depends on your on how you, like I said at the beginning, how you grow up. You know what I wanted to talk to you about, like to bring up real quick too? So you know how I often tell you, like, we talked about like the word glow up and you and I have talked about that like mm-hmm. expansively about how I try to use my platform to show young brown girls that we weren't less than or not attractive coming up yeah. just because society trying to make us feel that way. Yeah. I would love to, maybe you could share some of the things that you often talk about. Like who you all, you say, who told you that you weren't good enough when you looked a certain Yeah. Way? I just, um, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of things that appease to, uh, it's, it's not about whether or not it appeases to, I'm just not a fan of, of anything that does not promote, uh, your own individual self-worth. So like for me, uh, when you talk about like a glow up and stuff like that to glow up, that would insinuate that at one point in time you were not, you know, worthy or something. Or, yeah. Good. Right. Correct. Yeah. So if that's the case, like who defines that? And, and when I ask these kind of questions, I always ask who. Yeah. Who, who, who? Who yeah. defines this stuff? society? It's like, is it, is, are these your thoughts? Are these society's thoughts? And if they're society's thoughts, why do they matter so much to who it is you are? It takes a long time to get to, to that mental free. place. Yeah, of those. To, to where you, to where what other people feel or say about you doesn't matter. For instance, like with me, right? I'm 31. Uh, I got a college degree in animation. But at the same time, like my dreams of what it is that I want are completely different than the norm of what most people do in order to be able to get to that path. I honestly don't care how anybody feels about what it is that I do in order for me to be able to to get where I want to go. It doesn't matter. Nobody's opinion about that matters. Not even my wife's. Yeah. And I'm sitting right next to her and or or my parents or 
old classmates yeah. or teach none of that matters do you know what's funny that you bring that up because i just said to sam the other day that this is going to sound so crazy but one of the questions that kind of frustrates me and sam was like why is when people are so fixated on what do you do what school did you go to and then the questions that are attached to that and the reason why is because i didn't go to college that doesn't make me any less worthy of someone having a conversation with me because I don't think those are the things that should define us. And I know that they could just be like icebreakers or conversation starters. But at the same time, do you notice how society makes you think that your value is attached to that? And so many people are so stuck on the fact of what school they went to, what they do for a living, um, you know, how much money they make, what car they drive. I mean, it's, you know, we, we all live this life and we're all allowed to define how we want to be defined you know some people you know some people actually really value those things um i on the other hand i do not um i don't think that you do either no i don't Um, and and they're entitled to feel the way that they feel but at the same time i think that when it's it, it all depends on whether or not what it is that they feel is important if they're trying to place it on you if they're trying to place it on you then it clearly becomes an issue but if they're not trying to place it on you then you know some people just like they enjoy being a part of clubs. They enjoy being a part of institutions. They enjoy, you know, having that safety net. They enjoy, you know, social gatherings and like really truly being. If they didn't have the thing that you mentioned growing up, I could see why that benefits a lot of people to be to feel seen and heard in that way. I personally have tried to be a part of groups. I was never welcome, if I'm just being honest with you guys. I've never been the girl that's been invited to be part of cliques. Even when I started doing this whole social media thing, I was not welcomed with open arms by fellow South Asian content creators. Even when I tried to be polite I mean, and, and that's, build community. But that's, a, but that's a good thing because then that means then when you get to a certain point, then you have less people that are holding their hand out asking you for stuff. That's true. So, you know, just, for me, it's always about looking at the the double edge of it you know i want to end it on if how you think that the confidence that we started this conversation around how it shows up and benefits us individually in this relationship how does uh, that like benefit us in this relationship well i think that you know what confidence does is, is it allows us to do things that make sense for us and to not worry about what other people are doing. Like for me, and I've told Tasha this many times, I don't even want to hear about stuff half the time in the news. I don't want to hear about other people. I don't want to talk about other people. I wake up on a day-to-day basis and I ask myself, what do I need to get done today? What's going to help me get closer towards my goal? Are the things that I'm participating in, is it moving towards the future or am I stuck in the past? Those are the questions that I ask myself on a day-to-day basis. I enjoy our home. I enjoy you. I enjoy our dog. I enjoy my life. I enjoy how clean the place is 99.9% of the time. (laughs) I enjoy my computer, my Xbox, my PlayStation, my, you know, I enjoy all of those things. And because I enjoy those things, I don't have this thirst and this desire to seek after other stuff. And that's what allows me to be able to stay inside of myself and keep my confidence towards looking at what I have and what I'm trying to build as opposed to what other people have and what they're trying to build. Because we'll I don't to, care. I would like to do a part two with you eventually because what I liked about you was your confidence. And we'll have to do a part two about how that can oftentimes be misconstrued by people 
who don't have self-confidence into thinking that you're either cocky or full of yourself. So we'll have to do a part two. Which is which is weird because people that are cocky and full of themselves, they beat their chest a lot. I don't walk around. No, so, my chest. you're a very silent. Um, the way you maneuver is I very just, silent. I just I just try my best to pursue and do the things that I like, and if I don't like them, you just don't. I just don't do it. Them. You know what's funny is I've been told that. So as I got older and I built self, like I worked really hard to have the confidence that I do today of. Let me quiet outside noise. I know who I am. I'm grateful for what it is that I am because there's things that, uh, yeah, I could go change physical things about me, but I'm grateful for what I am physically, which wasn't always the case. But because I show up in that way every day, mm -hmm. I've been called cocky and conceited and full of myself, which, like I said, we'll have to get into a part two because I often wonder if our white counterparts deal with the same thing or if that's something that's oftentimes labeled on black and brown people specifically because we were basically taught not to want to take up space because for so long you didn't see people like us taking up a lot of space in different rooms but that's something that i would love to touch upon in a part two as always you guys don't forget to like subscribe rate the podcast let us know what you would like to see more of we are growing slowly this purpose and jive family is growing and i'm so excited to get to know new faces and just new members of this community every day as always, we are both wishing you well on your journey. Take care.